And amen, amen, and amen. God bless everyone on our YouTube channel. Uh, also, we want to also welcome those that are on our Facebook channel. God bless you on this evening. We welcome those that are on the conference line. Amen. And thank you for joining us on this evening. And so on tonight, uh, I want to open up with a word of prayer. And then we're going to um, we're going to jump into our lesson. Amen. And uh, before we pray again, if there's any comments, anything you want to share, please feel free to stop me. Get my attention. And um, we welcome your comments, not only in the chat uh, room on our Facebook channel and YouTube, but also on the conference line. Amen. So with that, let's go to prayer. Father, we thank you again for another time of sharing in your word, Lord. We ask on tonight that you would meet us, O oh God, and you would manifest your presence. Father, we thank you that your word is living. God, we thank you that your word is spirit. We thank you that your word is able, Lord God, to transform our hearts and our minds, Lord. And so on tonight, we open up our hearts to the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your word, Lord. We say, have your way in us, have your way through us, have your way in every word and every deed and every idea and everything that is shared on this line tonight, Father. Lord, we pray that Holy Spirit will be, would be welcome and feel welcome in our presence on tonight. Father, we certainly yield to him. We work alongside of him. And Lord God, we just pray that those that will join us on tonight, Lord, those that are seeking, those that are, that are, that need direction, those that feel that they're lost, some that have feel that they're, they're heavy laden. Lord, we pray, uh, that the chains will be destroyed on tonight. Lord, we thank you that we believe at Hope International Ministries. We believe totally in miracles, signs, and wonders. We believe, oh God, that as the scripture says that you sent your word and it healed them. And even on tonight, as the lesson goes forth and as the anointing is flowing and as Holy Spirit is ministering, we believe, oh God, that there is healing, there's transformation and there's salvation going forth, not just with those that are on this line and participating tonight, but God, even when uh, the, the camera stops and when the, the light goes off, oh God, to illuminate the cameras, Lord God, that your presence and your anointing is still going forth. We thank you, Lord God. We bless you. We bless you for each and every soul, every household that is connected uh, on this line tonight that is uniting with us on tonight, Lord God. We pray multiple blessings, Lord God, an abundance, oh God, over their lives on tonight. And Father, we pray that those those that may have entered in and may have came come together on tonight and they may have come oh god in a way that is not joyous in a way oh god that that is heavy that lord that when they leave this line tonight God, that they will be uplifted and encouraged. We thank you, Lord, and we bless you. Pray strength to those that have worked uh, diligently on today. God, their bodies are physically tired. Some are mentally tired from uh, their, their duties on today. God, I pray that you would rejuvenate them right now in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Oh, glory. We bless you on tonight, and we, we, we certainly Sense your presence even right now. Have your way, oh God, as we pray uh, over the lesson, oh God, and as we uh, 
have the lesson on tonight, teaching how to pray effectively, oh God. So we thank you and we bless you. And we ask it all right now in the name of Jesus. And I ask those saints of God that can and will either type amen or say amen in agreement so that we can get the anointing flowing on tonight. Um, good evening amen. to uh, Brother Al Mao and good evening to Sister Michelle Darling on tonight. Glory to God. So those that are on the Facebook page and on the YouTube page, you will see on tonight that we left off on last week as we were discussing prayer, how to pray to God uh, is where we kind of uh, started or left off. Actually, uh, we, we, we left off last week saying why we should pray. And um, we know that even though we should pray prophetess flow, you know, there are some that really aren't sure how to pray or how to start their prayer life or what's, what must they do? Amen. Uh, in order to, to pray. And so, um, it's not a bad thing. Glory to God. That's why we have uh, Sunday school. That's why we have Bible study lines. That's why we have workshops. So, and that's why we have the Holy Ghost above all <laughs> Amen. to teach us how um, to effectively um, to pray. Amen. I think that we've made it seem so, like I said on last week, we've made it seem like it's so complicated. You know, we just make everything seem complicated, right? Like it's a big um, like orchestra, you know, it's this, all this to do. And this is why I love Jesus. I love him so much is because everything that he, he did, he, he made it simple. He made it very simple and practical for the people to be able to understand it and to apply it. He came in a way that would be familiar to them in that culture. And so, you know, we've, we've kind of, we, we've kind of blown prayer up, you know, we, we hear prayers at church and we hear prayers on the prayer line. And let me tell you, there's some folks that can pray. Now, I'm going to tell you, I know a couple of them, they, 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 they can pray, but so can you, <laughs> Amen. so can you, because prayer is just a conversation with God. Perhaps when people pray prophetless flow, their personality comes across. Amen. I'm loud. I might be a little, I'm loud. I'm a loud, you know, I'm just loud. Some people say I preach a pray. So maybe I'll preach a pray. <laughs> you know, I've been told that you, you, matter of fact, Florence too, she's laughing, but we've been told that we preach and pray. Amen. But that's just how God uses. And then I've seen people that just simply, you know, elegantly just say what's on their heart and they're still effective. Prayer is just a conversation with God. You don't, you don't need all the, the bells and whistles and you don't need, you know, the, 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 symbols. You just need a heart, amen. A heart that, that wants to speak and connect with your heavenly father. It's very simple. It really is. Amen. And I believe a lot of it is, is we, we compare, um, we've seen how it's been done in the church and we feel like we have to do it. We have to pray an hour. We have to pray, you know, you just do you glory to God. Now, that might be a little old fashioned, but just do you as long as it's done in sincerity 
and heartfelt. That's all God wants. Amen. And so we're going to go through these 10 simple things for those that are, um, that are seasoned in prayer. Um, those who are called to a life, there are people that are called to that life of prayer. Amen. And so they're really seasoned. They're called to that, that deeper level of intercessory prayer. Amen. But everybody can pray. And we know that the scripture in the scripture, we are told to pray without what ceasing that's every believer. But we're going to get out of that cocoon of looking at others and, and trying. I've been there. Okay. I've been there. I told y'all, I thought I had to pray, get up at four o'clock and pray for an hour, <laughs> two hours, whatever. And, you know, I was doing what I was doing as sister Mott said last week, I was comp- doing something that God told someone else to do. He didn't tell me to do that, but because they were doing that and I'm like, wow, they're powerful. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to do that. But that's not what he called me to do. And perhaps as one sister told me what I was doing, amen, whether it was 10 minutes or 15 minutes or five minutes, whenever I can get it in prayer, that maybe that was just enough for God for now. Amen. So I pray that that has helped somebody on tonight. And we certainly all can't pray like Sister Flo. <laughs> amen. But Sister Flo been praying a long time. Amen. But that's her way. That's her way. That's how God has called her. That's her character. That's her um, uh, her, her, her characteristics. So don't compare. Amen. There's nothing else. Amen. Don't compare. Amen. And so on tonight, uh, I want to, I want to start with, we already said why, why we should pray because the scripture tells us that we ought to pray and we ought to pray without ceasing. And we gave you some scriptures on last week. Um, if you didn't get the scriptures, go back and look, look on YouTube part one prayer or on our Facebook um, page. So tonight we want to talk about how to pray. And it's very simple flow is I'm not, you know, there's many things that we can add to this list, but I'm just going to give you the bare basic. Amen. But there's many things you can add to the list, but here are the bare basics. And those of you that, as, as I said, that, you know, you, you're seasoned in your prayer life, uh, just some things that you can just, you know, be aware of, or if you're doing it, praise God. If you're not, maybe you want to add some of these things to it. Amen. So how to pray? Well, the first one, I think we, we stopped here but I want to go back to it is to be honest. Amen. We did a whole, we, we talked a lot about that. Didn't we about that being honest? Um, because mm-hmm. you know, I don't know who we think we're, you know, pretending to because God already knows our hearts. And sometimes things that happen in our lives, things that we're going through, things that we've done that they're, they're, they're weighing heavy on us. And sometimes we're embarrassed. Amen. And sometimes we, mm-hmm. you know, we, we hide like we didn't do it, but God knows. And all he wants is that confession. And we talked about even, you know, it, it doesn't always have to be, uh, because you, you fallen short, but it, it could be how you feel about somebody, right. Or how you feel about a certain situation. You know, how we try to sugar it up, you know, father, I forgive yeah. them. I, I forgive them for, and then your heart, you know, you know, you know, you haven't forgiven them. You still, when they, when that name comes up, that face comes across the rage comes back. Amen. But you can be honest. God knows the rage. He knows the unforgiveness. He knows the bitterness. So stop fronting. We front for people till, till we get to the point (laughs) that we start to front for God. But remember, God knows everything. He knows every hair on your head. Amen. He knows your thoughts before you even say it. He knows it. So he wants you to be 
clean and to come, you know, come, come to the forefront, um, so that you can get the healing. Amen. So that you can be delivered. And so we talked about, uh, David, remember when we went through Psalm 71, one through 12, how David was like, you know, he was really perturbed with, with his enemies. And at one point he told God, to, you know, get him, you know, get him. I want you to get him. God, he was being honest at, at what he felt. Amen. And I believe Florence that God honors that, you know, when we're not fronting, he wants, he wants truth. He is truth and he knows truth, but he wants you to operate in truth. Amen. So, amen. so be honest when you, when you come to him in prayer in your private time, amen. And your devotion to be honest with him. It's okay. It's okay. Amen. Now I'm going to go to the second one, which we didn't. Um, this is where we really started. Number two, pray simple. Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we have a lot of, I don't see this a lot now in the churches. But when I was growing up, you know, you get the old deacons <laughs> and, you know, the eternal, uh, most, you know, all these big words and, you know, by the end of the prayer, I don't even know what they prayed, you know, it, it, it so it, it, it can be as simple as God, I need your help. God, this has been a horrible day and, and I just need you to just, you know, just lift my spirit. It, it doesn't have to be deep. Amen. And like I said, you, when you're in a church, you know, sometimes we get, we get folks that want to, you know, be deep, but don't, it's, it's not necessary. You don't have to use fancy words or try to say all the right things. You don't have to use fancy words. Let me say that again. Right. And, and, and you, you, you don't have to, you know, say, you know, I, you know, Florence, I try to say things in a nice way, but I think we just understand uh, it when, when you just uh, say uh, it. I know what you mean. Yeah. When God has a big word to go, thou Lord, hast, thou hast done thou, thou this and thou, thou that. <laughs> yes. That's how it made you pray back in the day. Yes. You know, not criticizing anyone. If that's your right. approach, if that's how you pray, that's right. how you pray. But. I remember Sid Ross gave his testimony how he got delivered from, um, he was into new age, and how he got delivered, two words, Jesus helped. Mm-hmm. And God came in. And he responded. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, people that that sit under prayers, that, you know, they get this this idea that this is what prayer should be like. Because now this, you know, you, you hear people publicly praying. So they compare their private prayer life and they're probably not going to pray publicly. You know what I mean? Because they're comparing themselves and they believe that this is the ingredient to prayer. No, it, it's not. And like, and like you said, sister Martin, let me just be, you know, transparent. If that's the way they truly pray, <laughs> then fine. But if you're up there trying to impress with big words, then that's another thing. And you know what? You'll know because there'd be no anointing on it. You know, it, it could be big words. Let me say this. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Somebody can pray and use big words, but if it's the way they normally pray and it's coming from their heart, the Holy Spirit will, 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 will anoint it and it'll bless. Amen. Just like somebody with simple words, you could, you know, just be not be simple words, but if it's not coming from your, what your heart, right. And it's not heartfelt and you're just, you know, saying some words up there that won't be affected. So 
Either way, do you. But the best prayer is simple. You know, when sometimes when you get real deep, you got to think, you know, you got to think of the word. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying. You know, you'll be trying to think, think of some words. Go ahead, prophetess. Pastor, too, sometimes we, we try to impress. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, like, when I pray, a lot of times, like, people, they don't know, like, what you say. Like, they don't know what I say before I get on the line, right? And a lot of times I just say, you know what, Holy Spirit, I don't know what to pray, mm. but you do. Mm. So just speak through me because I don't know. Like, he's an all-knowing, all-seeing God, right? Mm-hmm. And so he knows what each and every person needs at that particular time, right? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes in myself, I could get off the line sometime and feel like I wasn't really connected or, you know, just really didn't connect, right? Mm-hmm. And then somebody will text and say, you know what, that prayer really blessed me. So it shows me that it's not me. But it's just Holy Spirit. I don't know what to say. So I'm, you know, because when you come in out of your own words, mm-hmm. it's not going to be effective. It's really not. Mm. So a lot of times I just say, I don't know what to say, but Holy Spirit, just speak to me. Speak to me. Yeah. I don't, there's no way I could know. Half time, I don't even know what I need. You know what I'm saying? Right. To be able to say what I know that's what somebody else needs. So when you consult, just consult the spirit of truth, which is Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and ask him, and he'll, you know, lead you into what to pray. Amen, and amen, and in, in, and you're talking about a public prayer, right, in opposed right. to private prayer. Right. What are your thoughts on private prayer? In my private time, mm-hmm. um, which, yeah, go ahead. I, you know what, and, it, and I think that it really shouldn't be a difference, but it really is. I think in my private time, I can come to God open. Now, it took me a, a long time because I was like that too. Like if it was something really bad, I didn't really want to talk to God about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As if he really didn't know. But over time, I learned that honesty is the best policy because when you can be honest about where you really are, when you can be honest about those emotions that nobody sees mm-hmm. when you're dealing with them, then God can deal. But as long as we try to hide what we're really feeling, then you're kind of just stuck and you're kind of just going around the circle. But I learned that there's nothing that I could say to God that could surprise him. Mm-hmm. I don't care how ugly it is, and it's some ugly stuff. Mm. But I can go to him and know that he understands that it's ugly. But he wants me to see that it's ugly and be able to relay that to him. Then he can come in and, and you know, work on that thing and work with me on the thing. But if you're not connecting, <laughs> he can't do nothing if there's no connection. Amen. Right? Amen. So I learned that there's nothing that's too bad that I could say to God that would surprise him because he already knows anybody. He just wants me to realize where I am. Amen. 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 And that goes back to that first point, just being honest 
before him, right. you know, in both in your, in the public prayer and in your private prayer in your own personal prayer time, you know, and just be just, it's just simple. You know, when you come to him, just talk to him. You know, I, I don't, God, I don't believe God wants a perfect scripted prayer. You know what I mean? If he give us a free will, right. Then I don't think he wants a scripted prayer as well. He just wants it from your heart. And the way you would bring it forth. So when you pray, you just talk as you, you know, you were talking to a friend. And, and I think if we look at Matthew, go to Matthew um, six, go to Matthew six. Cause I think that's what Jesus was, was getting at in Matthew six verses five and six. So go there, please with me, Matthew six um, verses five and six. And my, I'm reading it from the new living translation. Amen. So I think this is an example of what, what Jesus is, was getting at um, in terms of, you know, when we pray, we just talk as, as if we're talking to a close friend. And it says here, it says, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites, okay, who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can what? See them putting on a show, you know, he says, I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your father in private, right? And then your father who sees everything will reward will re- reward you, amen? So we know that the hypocrites or, yeah, the hypocrites, um, they, they did it for show. You know, they used some of them, some of them used the big words, you know, it, it was all show. It, it didn't come from the heart. And basically this is what the scriptures say. Let it come from your heart. You and your father, you have a get together like you and a good friend. Y'all go out and y'all have a, you know, a nice little private conversation and time together, um, sharing and, and interacting. That's what we're doing in prayer. Amen doesn't have to be big and elegant and all, and, and like I said, symbols, you know, get the symbols going. Psh, all right. So it doesn't have to be fancy words. He just wants to connect with you. Just wants to connect with you. Amen. All right. So the next one, number three, right? Be var- var- vulnerable, be vulnerable. Amen. And this ties into number one and what you were saying, prophet is flow being honest, but beyond, but what's the difference between being honest and vulnerable? They're kind of, in, they, 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 they somewhat touch. Yeah. But what's the difference between just being honest with God and being vulnerable? How is it different? I think when you're vulnerable, you open up everything. Like no matter how crazy it sounds or whatever, you're really opening up and pouring out your heart. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. God, I know that this doesn't look good, but this is really what's going on on the inside mm-hmm. of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you're vulnerable, you're able to tell the truth about what you really feel. And I know I say this a lot, but sometimes like we'll walk around and we'll say, Oh, God, you know, they hurt me. I'm hurt. And you may be hurt, but in reality, you're mad. You know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. But it sounds a little better if we say we hurt mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of dealing with all of that emotion. I'm mm-hmm. angry about it. Mm-hmm. I have unforgiveness in my heart about it. 
But when you're vulnerable, you're able to reach that place and, and really tell the truth. Not your truth, but tell the real truth about Amen. what's going on. Amen. 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 And, um, Amen. When you've been vulnerable, you you let. I think she. I think what Michelle says here on 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 the um, chat room. She says when you're vulnerable, you let your guard down. I think that's what she's saying. You let your guard down. So vulnerability takes it a step further than honest. When when you're vulnerable, you know. We. We don't, we don't, it's like what you just said, Prophet Slow. We, we don't hide our brokenness. You know what I'm saying? We don't pretend to be, um, like I have it all together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're vulnerable. This is where I am, God. This is how I am. This is what I'm feeling. You are very open. You're very transparent about your emotions and your feelings. Amen. So it goes beyond honesty. And just being open, you know, because God knows you. He He knows what you've done. He, he knows uh, about that thought you had. He knows everything about you. And guess what? This is what I love about God. I love him so much. Even though he knows all of those things about us, good, bad, ugly, he still chose to go to the cross for you, right? He still chose to send his son to die and, and pay the penalty for our sin. He knows our mistakes and he still wants us. So we don't have to hide. You know what I mean? We don't have to not be honest about where we are and not be vulnerable about where we, what we feel and the emotions that are going on. He knows them all, all anyway, and he still loves us. He'll always love us. The scripture says nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of Christ. Amen. Love of God. Amen. Nothing. Amen. So we don't have to hide in prayer. Just let it out. It's more for therapy for you. <laughs> to be honest, it's really more for you to be released. Amen. So it's okay to show your brokenness to God. Amen. And if you go to Psalms, go to Psalms 34 and 18. I don't think I have it. Um, matter of fact, I know I don't. I don't think I typed it. So 34 and 18, this is very familiar, but this is how much God loves when we're vulnerable. All right. So Psalms 34, 34 18, I believe it's 34 and 18. Yes. You need to read it. You can read it. Go ahead. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and save as such as be of a contrite spirit. Amen. And that contrite in, in the, um, the, um, King James uh, mean, uh, or can also, also means crushed. So what is God saying here in verse 18? What is the scripture saying here in 18? If we were to break it down, what is it saying? The Lord is nigh, mean he's near. He's near to who? Near. To who? Those that are broken heart. Yeah. Vulnerable. And those that just opened up themselves to him. Yeah. To, to, you know, share what's for real going on. Right, you know I mean? right, right. And you know, I look at like, all right, you know how for years been told men, um, you know, they were raised that they don't cry. You know what I mean? And you're not strong if mm -hmm. you're a man and you cry, right? Mm -hmm. But I look at um, 
some of these shows, right, and a lot of them in like the reality shows or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And how you have, I look at like so many of the women now, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they they look nice, you know, got their makeup and stuff on, right? But when they get to a period to cry, they can't even cry because they're worrying about messing up their makeup. Image. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that used to be maybe at your wedding. You, you know, because you got to take your photos and all mm-hmm. that. But they can literally not pour out and cry because they got their tissue there just patting their eyes because they don't want to... Me- you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, and I'm like, really? And I don't know if it's just, you know, for TV or do people really do that for real in real life? But it's but in that people are so bottled up and they're so bound up, mm-hmm. right? Worrying about what another person thinks mm-hmm. and how I look, I mean? how I look. And your breakthrough is, is sitting there waiting for you, but you're bottled up because mm-hmm. you're worried about the person that's sitting next to you and what they might think. That's in church like, too. Who cares? God, I need help. But that's you know in church saying? too, Florence. When 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 they when there's a deliverance service, Amen. And we and, and and you know there's a they make an open call for anybody that needs prayer for, um, you know any type of deliverance or whatever's going. And people know it's you know you know it's you, the Holy Spirit. But what would I look like? You know what what if what if I go down in the spirit? You know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's the same thing, but it's in a different way. You know what I mean? Being vulnerable means I don't care who's looking. I need help, so I'm going up to the altar. You know what I'm saying? Because the enemy will always put the fear there. You know, what are people going to say? Oh, why are we, and you always say this, but why are we so concerned about people? They don't have a heaven or a hell to put any of us in. But we are so, we, listen, we put them on the throne more than we put God. Some people, you know, what would, what would they think? What would the community, what if my children are there and they see it? When you are desperate and vulnerable, you don't care. You know what? And like I said, and I can't, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not judging anybody because I've been there. I've been there where I'm not going up because what would people think? What would people say? You know, what if this happens or, you know, no, you know, but that's where your healing is. Matter of fact, here in the lesson, it says being vulnerable is the only way to find healing. So sometimes you got to break out of that vulnerability, right? Be more vulnerable, more vulnerable. Amen. And, and, and not get caught up in what it looks like, the image, what people think, you know what I'm saying? Right. Glory to God, because that's where I heal. And even before God, you know, when we're vulnerable before God, that's the, that's, that's our healing. When we hide our mistakes, you know what happens? It festers and it continues to destroy us on the inside. Hidden things, people of God don't heal. Hidden things does not heal. Amen. But when we are vulnerable with God, we can actually find healing It's you and God. He already knows you're going to get the healing on the other side. Amen. Any questions? Anybody want to share anything before we go on to um, number four? Anybody? Amen. All right. Let's look at number four. 
Be active. And I'm going to pick on Prophet. I say I could pick on you because she'll oh. forgive me. Because <laughs> I said this. I said, you're the only person I know to pray with their eyes open. <laughs> she oh. prays and her eyes are open. I'm like, man, I don't understand that. But here, it, it's it, when, in, in this last, this fourth point, be active. Pray in a, um, in a way that you're comfortable with. Some people pray walking, you know, so they don't sleep. So they walk and pray. And certainly you better have your eyes open if you're walking and pray, right? Some people like a closed, quiet room. Some people prefer to kneel. Some prefer to lay out prostrate. Amen. Some like, like going to the beach, sitting by the water, looking at nature. I love nature. I love seeing mountains, the, those, the, those things. It draw, It feels like I'm closer to God. When I'm in those, or I I look at the ocean, amen. So those are great places to pray. When you're walking, if you're a walker, I've done that, right? I'm walking the track and I just start praying, amen. At the doctor's office, sitting in the doctor's office, instead of being nervous about what's what's going to happen with my report, I start praying. So you could pray in, you could pray anywhere, right? Anywhere, um, it's no really, you know, no major way. The thing is, is that you're having a conversation and being connected with God. And yes, you could pray with your eyes open, right? Prophetess Flo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. And it says here, and it's funny, open your eyes and thank God for what you see. So yes, some people like to close their eyes. I certainly like mine's closed. Amen. I'm not looking. I have mine's closed. So for me, it allows me to concentrate if it's closed. Go ahead, um, uh, Minister Ma. You, you know, um, it was this lady, I can't remember her name, but I was watching her and she was criticizing people for praying with the eyes closed and she would walk around. And so if you're walking around watching me, they have me, are you praying to God for real? She was watching me. Oh, because the people were looking at her when she was praying. No, no, no. She would watch people and, and like basically criticize them for praying with their eyes closed. Oh. But if you're walking around watching me, then are you really <laughs> praying to God? Oh. I had to close my eyes. I close my eyes so I can get easily distracted. Right, right. And I like to keep my eyes closed, but. Yeah, I always tell him I would do that. I'm with you, Minister Ma. I think I would lose it. I would lose my concentration. You know what I mean? Like for me, it's this, I get in the zone and I, you know, um, but I would get, I think for me personally, like everybody's different. Like, like we said, Providence flow prays with her eyes open. But for me, I think I would be more distracted if I, <laughs> and that's just my personal thing. Amen. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. So, you know, as long as you're talking to God, hey, and you're talking from your heart, y'all having a conversation and interacting, listen, go on with your bad self. Go ahead and, you know, amen to that. <laughs> amen to that. Um, but be active. Glory to God. You can be active. Just be, like I said earlier, do you, do you, everybody's different. That's why he's create. he created us all different, different personalities, different cultures, you know, different likes and dislikes. If it works for you, 
it works for you. I wouldn't dare tell Prophetess Flo to start closing her eyes. If it, listen, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. If it works for you, go on and do what, what's best for you. Amen. 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 Praise God. Number five, pray for yourself and others. I think the thing for some, and I, this is me again, and haven't been taught like we were all, it seemed like we were never taught to pray for ourselves. Like when we pray that we were to pray for others, you know what I mean? So a lot of times I don't think I prayed for myself. Like I would skip myself a lot <laughs> to pray for others and other situations and circle. You know what I mean? Because that was something that was kind of embedded. I don't know if anybody else had that experience um, growing up in the church? You know, they always told you, one thing I know, they always told you not to pray for, pray, pray for your needs, mm. but in Lord's Prayer, you know, give us his day, daily bread. Mm-hmm. That's praying for myself. I mean, we have to pray for ourselves. Right, right. It's not selfish prayers. I mean, we're praying for our needs. And Jesus took us through, he gave us a model prayer of how we're supposed to pray. Amen. So you know, we were taught that too. You, know, you can't pray for yourself. You got to yeah. think of others first. Right. And so. And think about others first. I, I don't think, I don't think he needs us to forget ourselves. I, I don't. And we're not talking about praying selfish prayers. It's praying, Lord, cover me. Right. Because if we're going through things, right. Or we have situations that we need clarity and direction it would make sense that we would pray and ask God for clarity, direction, you know, or whatever's going on, healing in our own hearts, you know, show us things that are in us that Lord did, you know, that needs to be purged. So you have to pray for yourself. You know what I mean? And maybe it's the prayer wars and in the senses, I don't know. I just know for me, it seemed like that was kind of like, what we were taught, <laughs> you know, it kind of made you feel like you were selfish. If yeah. You like you felt funny. Yourself. If you prayed for yourself, it's like taboo. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. And so you kind of like would kind of shy away from it, but no, you, you, we, we, we should pray for, for our own needs. We have needs and um, we should tell God, you know, what's going on in our lives, what we're thinking, what we're struggling with. It's not selfish. And I think that's what, Minister Mott had just said, you know, it was taught like, you know, you were being selfish <laughs> if you started, you know, if you pray for your own needs, for your own self. But I think it has to be a balance. I don't think, you know what I'm saying? We have to balance it. We don't want it to get too much like it's all us all the time. But we also be mindful to pray for others as well. You know what I'm saying? Because it's easy to get stuck in praying and and I think that's what the old church was trying to gear us away from. It's easy to get stuck and just praying about our own needs. You know what I mean? Like every time we pray, it's just us on the, on the prayer list. We want it balanced. Anybody with comments on that? Hmm. Amen. I think that there is a balance. Yeah, we should have a balance. Well, I think that, you know, we do have to learn that because I know the church I came up into was like that. Mm-hmm. You know, pray for pray for others, and it seemed like you were being selfish if you prayed for yourself. Right, right. You know, but, um, well, we kill that on tonight, right? 
Create for yourself your needs, your struggles, you know, what's going on in your life. Yes, it, it's it's a um a relationship. Amen. Two way. So I believe God would want you to share those things with him. Amen. And, you know, an easy way, because sometimes you ever get people that ask you to pray and then you forget. If you don't pray right then and there, you'll forget. Yeah. And and the one a, a good way to remember to pray for people, you know, uh, is one way is to write down, you know, write down the names, maybe four or five people that you're going to pray for and then put it somewhere where you're going to see it. Yeah, like in your car, when you get in, you, know, you got to take to your dashboard or or in your bathroom mirror, there's the five people. Or if you frequently use your Bible, you open it up, those names are there. Some way to keep those names or, you know, and, and this was a suggestion you can put those five, like say it's five or six people. I don't know, you know, how many people you, you come across or God has placed them on your heart to pray for them. Put it in your phone under a reminder or note and set a timer. So when you go to lunch, right, <laughs> that timer will come on or the reminder will come on with the names of the people, you know, so that we would continue. I thought that was really savvy, you know, to, to so that you you remember to pray. Cause a lot of times people were like, you know, pray. And if I don't pray right on the spot, I used to be good. You know, I would get it on the spot. So I could say, I prayed for them. You know, if I got in the car or whatever, I would just say a prayer if I walked away from them. But now you get a little older, <laughs> you know, and you forget a little more. But I thought that that, those are just some easy ways to help to remember to, to, to hold others in prayers, especially if you're, you're targeting specific people or circumstances, you know what I mean? Or things, even in your own life, particular needs, you know, that you don't forget just to hold them up before the Lord, you know, keep it before, but especially people and others needs. Amen. Any questions, any concerns on that one? No. All right. Six pray for God's will. Hmm. Anybody want to elaborate on that? What you think that is? Pray for God's will. Praying for God's will is when we are able to lay down what we want. Mm-hmm. Right? And what we desire. Mm-hmm. And ask him, what is it that you want? Absolutely. Because it's a flip side, too. We've been taught so much that Praise, asking God for stuff. Mm-hmm. Praise, asking God to do stuff for our family members or whoever, right? Mm-hmm. And we get stuck there. We've been stuck there for mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. But the example was Jesus, right? When he had went through all he went through, mm-hmm. and he got all the way to the cross, right? And then he said, you know, he, he was like, Lord, he kind of was just like, Lord, I... Like, he had his second thoughts, like, mm-hmm. I really don't want to do this, right? Mm-hmm. But in that moment, he flipped out of what his will was mm-hmm. and what he wanted and flipped over into God because he knew that that's why he came. He knew that was his purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we are so still stuck on the other side of okay. God. I want this, this, and this, and I'm coming to you to bless it, right? Mm-hmm. And... To get on that side to, Lord, what is your will, means we have to let go of some things. Absolutely. And for us, that's a lot of us, it's a hard thing to do. Because Mm -hmm. if I let this go over here, let's say the 
your child, and you've been praying for your child, you've been praying for your child, it seems like it's just getting worse and worse and worse, right? Mm -hmm. And you reach that place where you understand that God sees everything that they're doing. He knows where they are at every given moment. Mm -hmm. And so, Lord, I am going to turn them over to you and let your will be done in their lives, right? It Mm -hmm. sounds good in words. Mm-hmm. But it's another whole thing to do it. Yeah. But I think that in this walk and in this journey with God, too, that's the place that he's trying to get us to, mm-hmm. where we give up our will mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. switch over and say, God, what is your will for mm-hmm. us? Like, really, how much, how how often do we pray like that? Lord, not my will. But what, what do you want from me today? What mm-hmm. do you want me to do? For you today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But no, we come in, you know, we, like tonight, we already know on our mind what we're going to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to ask God. You know what I'm saying? That's true. <laughs> That's true. You're right. You're on point. He, and, and we're stuck on this thing of wanting him to bless what we want. But when Jesus agonized in that garden, he turned it all over. He was like, Lord, and he knew it was a hard thing he was about to do. Mm-hmm. But he gave up his will, and he looked at the bigger picture. Amen. Was God. Not my will. Jesus. That's crucifying that and flesh. And, <laughs> right. And even in that, even in making that switch, right, it takes God, and it takes walking in the spirit. Your flesh is never going to do it. Never. In your own will, you're never going to do it. But when I turn it over and give it to him, and now I could do this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Amen. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Everything you said, yes, that's what it means in number six, pray for God's will. We're not twisting God's arm to try to bend his will to our will. No, we bend towards his will. Amen. And then, and as you said, the example was in, was, was Jesus who was vulnerable and honest in the garden of Gethsemane. Amen. But in the end, even though, you know, he was trying to twist God, you know, do we really have to do this? You know, dad, do, do we really have to take this route? Right. That's what he's saying. He's trying to bend God's will right to his will. Do we really have to? But when it was all said and done, he yielded. And that's what we have to do in our prayer life. We can't just, you know, God, I need you to do A, B, Z and D and E and F. You have to, you have to work along with his will. Amen. That's what he desires that we, that we yield to his will. Uh, because remember what prayer is, it's about our own transformation. Amen. So prayer isn't bending God to our will. It's transforming our hearts, saints of God to his amen. And so that's why we're not going to twist in, in, in the end. And I think it behooves us to probably say the same thing and probably put the same wording at the end of our prayers, right? Nevertheless, <laughs> right? Nevertheless, yet not my will, but your will be done. Even after we've prayed, you know, father, I know this is how I want it to turn out and this is the way I want it, but nevertheless, let your will be done. Your perfect will be done 
in this scenario. That covers the base that I'm not trying to manipulate and turn and make it the way I want it to end. Amen. And that involves dying to the flesh, that mind, that will, those emotions and yielding our mind, will and emotion to the will of God to the new man, to the new creation, to righteousness and holiness, to what the scriptures uh, are asking of us, the principles of God. And it takes the Holy Ghost because you're right. The flesh was. Mm -hmm. I just want to share this. Uh Go ahead. When when I found out my dad had AIDS, right? And Mm -hmm. I had already lost two brothers to AIDS. And I was like, God, I can't do this again. And, you know, I was just like, my first prayer was God just save him. Right. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I had got a call that he was doing better. So now I'm like, okay, Lord, we just heal him. I just want him, you know, Lord, just want him to stay here. You know what I'm saying? Then the Lord opened the door for me to be able to go see him. He lived in Florida, be able to go see him. And I went and I talked to him and I saw him. And my dad gave his life to the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was like I had a peace. I had a peace because I was struggling with, I really wanted to stay here, right? Mm-hmm. But to think if God would have listened to me and allowed him to stay here, would he have given his life to the Lord when I went to see him? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So sometimes it's not in the way we want it done, Right. right? But I thank God that I was able to lead my dad to the Lord. Amen. And even though he left here, I know that he is with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Amen. So sometimes we, we want to hold on because of what we are just used to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But God's plan is always better. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's always greater. Mm-hmm. And so when we learn how to release those things, and then he shows you the outcome of it. I'm like, Lord, I thank you. Mm. I thank you. Because if it hadn't went the way I wanted it to go, he might not have given his life to the Lord. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's an excellent, excellent, um, um, you know, information and, and, and testimony, um, prophetess flow. Absolutely. So his will is always much better than I will because he already knows. He knows what's around the corner, what's up the road a piece. He knows. Amen. So sometimes when we're praying and we're, we're praying out of his will, amen. And he doesn't allow it to happen. And maybe he's saving us from something or in an example, as you just gave, perhaps it would have turned out a different way, you know? So after it's all said and done, not my will, Lord, but yours, your will be done in this situation, in my life, over this circumstance, in my child's life, in our finances. You know what I mean? Turn it over. He knows what's best. He does. He really does. So we're not going to try to turn, you know, twist his arm to make it work out <laughs> for us. Amen. In our prayer lives. Number seven, pray consistently. All right. So learning to pray effective, effectively means that we actually have to pray. We, you know, if you're going to, we're going to pray effectively. We got to learn how to pray effectively. We have to pray. You have to actually pray and not just once, but try to pray regularly. Right. Paul tells us in first Thessalonians to pray without ceasing. 
In other words, prayer should be something that we naturally do. It's not difficult. It's not hard. Amen. And then if, if you naturally do it when you're asked to, to pray publicly, right? If you're doing it privately, right? And, 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 and I can attest to that because that's how it evolved for me. But if you're praying privately, if you're building up your private um, personal prayer life, when you are asked to pray publicly, it's not going to be as hard for you. You know what I mean? Because you're doing it. You're doing it already. You just now just move into another another little arena where now you're in front of people, right? But you've already been having a conversation with God. So if you aren't in the habit of praying, start small. Don't start trying to do like, you know, Pastor Mary, uh, uh, getting up at four o'clock. <laughs> I'm going to get up at four o'clock. That didn't last long because <laughs> that was, I was not called to 4 a.m. Amen. Maybe Florence's and other people. <laughs> But he didn't call me and Lord Jesus. Now I'm saying it like father, you know, cause he'd be like, Lord, you don't have to call me. For I mean, I'll get up Lord, but amen. So, so if you're starting prayer, listen, aim for five minutes a day or something that's easily achievable for you. So if it's not five minutes, maybe you can get a minute in two minutes and build on that. Amen. Don't start up on the mountaintop because it's not going to last like that 4 a.m. It did not last for me. That was up on the mountaintop. But start where you where it's comfortable and where it's achievable and do it consistently. You know, take that time out to, to, to spend time with the Lord. And if you miss a day, you know, don't get up, you know. Don't go, you know, off the, the, the rails. Just restart the next day. Just like a diet, right? You're going on a diet Monday and you mess up Monday. Well, don't derail. Don't just say, I'm, I forget it. I'm going to eat whatever I want to eat. No, the next day, just get up and start over again. Get back on track. Amen. But build the habit into your daily life. Like I said, you can pray on your car, in your car, on your walks. You can pray, you know, when, 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 you're, when you're on your lunch break or you know, if you're sitting quietly, if you're doing chores in your house, you're doing housework, you could pray doing that, anointing your house, you know, praying over your house, praying over your family, pray without ceasing. Amen. So pray consistently. And really, it's a conversation. So you can yeah. conversate anytime with God because he's always there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You can be on your job and, and be talking to the Lord yes. while you're working. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I think sometimes we're caught in the posture of prayer. Right. We so talked about I that. Meal, or I have to right. lay before, I have to. But no, you could be walking to the grocery store and talking you to them. be praying. Absolutely. Prayer. Absolutely. Pray consistently, right? Never, never stop praying. Just pray whether you have, whether you've never prayed or always pray. Just keep praying. Keep going. And here's number eight. Record your prayers. That's something that I started out way back when. And you know what I love about recording? It's okay to write your prayers. When we had a prayer group in school and some of the the individuals weren't that, you know, they weren't that seasoned. They didn't really know how. Like some of us may be on the line. They really didn't know how to pray. So I was like, write your prayer down. Matter of fact, we have one member She'll write her prayer down. Amen. And it's okay. 
write your prayer down because it's coming from your heart. Amen. And, and you have a record of it, you know? So when God, when God answers that prayer, you can go back five years, six years, three years. God, I remember when I wrote this prayer and prayed it before and you answered it. So it's a nice little, little record, you know, a book of remembrance of what God has done. And you don't have to write every prayer, you know, down in the journal, but you know, maybe every now and then one or two, you know, I'll write it down one, one prayer a week, jot it down. Cause it, 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 I'm telling you, you'll need, there'll be times in your life when you'll need to go back, right? When things are just not going the way they should be. And you can encourage yourself and be encouraged in the word of God and encourage and know that God never fails. Cause you can go back and see, you have a record of when he answered this one and that one, and when he made a way here, and when he opened doors here, and when my body was reaped, he healed my body. You have a record. You got something to stand on. So when the enemy come, no, 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 no devil. Wait, 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 wait here. I got specifics here in June, the 21st, 1974, God did this. You see what I'm saying? And it not only speaks to the enemy, but it builds you up on the inside to know that our God will never ever fail. Amen. So if that's a good idea, you might want to think about recording some of your prayers, writing them down in a journal and having a record of it. When God answers it, you got something to stand on. Amen. Any questions, any, anything, anybody want to share? We got two more and then we're done. Any more, any more suggestions, comments? Number nine, pray a Psalm. You know, Psalms is a good Matter of fact, I pray Psalms 91, which is a Psalm of protection. I pray it every day. There's very few days that I, I miss it. You know, usually if I can get it first thing in the morning, I pray it. I pray the, the exact, the, just pray the Psalm. So you can find Psalms, right? That may be aligned to what you're going through, um, that you could pray. You can actually pray them. Amen. They're Psalms, they're prayers. So that's a good way of starting um, or jump starting your prayer life. And again, I always pray Psalms 91 every day. It's just a prayer of protection um, over my family, over myself throughout the day. Amen. And I've just formed a habit of doing that. It's just a habit. I pray it every day and I put me I, I make it, I put, uh, nouns and pronouns in there, make it personal. Amen. Amen. Y'all understand y- y'all get where I'm going, right? No, mm-hmm. you understand what, what I'm saying? Pray the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Amen. Cause I don't know if people say, no, pray. no, you make it personal. You make it, um, you, 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 let me just give you the first verse and then I'm how I'll give you an example. Um, I pray Psalms 91. That's just the Psalms. So I might pray verse one, two, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high, um, shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I say of the Lord that he is my refuge and my fortress, my God and him. I will trust surely he will deliver me where it says the me. I put place pronouns. I make it personal to me. Amen. If you want to pray those Psalms, glory to God. And then 10 and we're done. Look, you know what 10 is prophetess flow? Cause you don't have, you can't see it. You know what it is? Just pray. Just pray. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amen. 
Just pray. So uh, maybe the most important principle is, is just to do it. Just pray. Now it may not be perfect. It may, may feel awkward, but the only way to develop a habit of prayer is to put it into practice. It's not a one-time thing, but it's going to take time to develop the habit and feel more comfortable doing it. The best thing you can do is just start somewhere. Amen. Five minutes, three minutes, start somewhere, create a space in your schedule to commit people of God to commit to praying regularly, regularly. And I'm telling you, if you do it that way, right? If you start like that, when you're asked publicly, it won't be hard. It won't be hard because you've been, it's been a habit of you doing it. Amen. I am finished. I pray that you were blessed. Hallelujah. And you're going to jumpstart some of us that pray life. Some of us, we just going, you know, just, just kind of fine tune it a little bit based on some of the information that we've learned on tonight. There's more that we probably could add to that list, but listen, that's enough. Let's just start somewhere. And that's simple and, 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 and doable. Amen. I'm going to turn it over to prophet's flow and she's going to pray us out on tonight. God bless you. We will see you Sunday, uh, him family and, for our extended family, we'll see you next Thursday. Amen. On Bread of Life. I pass it over to you, Amen. Prophetess Flo. God bless. Amen. Father, we thank you. We praise you, Lord God, for the lesson on tonight concerning prayer. And Lord God, we just ask that you will help us, Lord Jesus, to not just hear this word, Lord God, but that we will put it into practice as Pastor said. And we yes, thank Lord. you, hallelujah, for Holy Spirit that leads and guides us and shows us what it is that we uh, would pray concerning our lives, concerning the lives of others, Lord God. So, Father, we say thank you, hallelujah, as you are leading us to a new place in prayer in you, Lord God. And we thank you, hallelujah, that you would even choose us, that you would even consider us, hallelujah, to be those intercessors on the behalf of others, Father. We just say thank you on tonight. So, Lord, as we lay our heads down the pillow, as I say every week, hallelujah, that we not just sleep, God, but that we will rest in you, that we will wake up refreshed, hallelujah, because we have rested in the bosom of our Lord and Savior. And, Lord, we love you, we adore you, and we do appreciate you for who you are in each and every one of our individual lives. In Jesus' name we do pray, and we call it done. Amen. 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 God bless.